And here we go. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller. So happy to be back talking to you guys. Get ready for Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Going to be a tough game for our 4-2 Cincinnati Bengals. A game that I believe that they can still win, and we're going to talk about it right here. Uh, we and a couple of a couple of housekeeping things. Number one, uh, I'm no longer going to be covering the Columbus Blue Jackets. That sucks. Um, just couldn't make it work uh, with the company that I was working for, the Hockey Riders. But it is what it is. We're moving on. Uh, next thing, though, some really really big news is coming. Uh, a lot more content is going to be coming to back row. And uh, we're going to really start to blow this channel up. You're going to start to see it uh, a lot more places. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to forget the people that helped me build this. And uh, I got to say thank you guys so much uh, to all the followers who allow me to get to a point where uh, I can, you know, you know, you'll see. We'll see. We're Nothing is official yet, uh, but there's going to be a lot of really big things happening. Uh, we can't wait. We're still going to probably remain back row. Bengals, if we have to change, uh, I'll make sure that everybody knows, but I don't think we will have to. I think we can keep all the same. And uh, yeah, so it, it's going to be it's going to be great. And this channel is really going to start to explode. So thank you guys again. All right. So let's go ahead. We talked about it on Tuesday with Strawberry Ice. If you haven't seen that yet, um, go to his channel. Uh, I believe I released it on Apple Podcast already. If I haven't, I'll go back and I'll make sure it's released on there. Uh, I talked with him on his show on Tuesday. So if uh, you were wondering why I didn't put a show out on Tuesdays, because usually if I'm with Strawberry Ice, uh, that'll be the show that I'm doing for that day. Uh, it's really busy, uh, so I can only do you know a couple hours out of the day. Um, but uh, I was able to do an hour and a half with him, and uh, we just had a great conversation. Talked a lot of a lot of Bengals, some Bearcats. Uh, so we already went over the Detroit Lions game again. Solid win when you're a good team. That's what you have to do. You got to blow out the bad teams. And, you know, the Lions aren't god-awful. They're bad. They're really bad. Like, they are what their record says they are. But they've been in games, and, and you know, they've, they've hung around. And we, we saw the team that we're about to play, the Ravens, should have lost to them. And and they won off of a missed, uh, missed delay game call on the refs. And somehow Justin Tucker used his god leg to smack a freaking 66-yarder. Like, I, I – so, so that being said, Lions aren't the worst team in the NFL, but they're not good. And but the Bengals handled their business. Uh, really wish we hung up a goose egg up there and shut them out, or at the very least, kept them out of the end zone. That didn't happen. Uh, the Lions got 11 points, which is very strange. Um, I, I don't know why that's. Oh yeah, because they they went for two for some reason. Uh, but anyway, saw a lot of really really good things out of that game, and, and it seems like when. The one thing that I saw that I didn't mention when I was on with Strawberry Ice is that when we're looking at ways to evaluate Zach Taylor, one of the things that I believe Zach Taylor is has done a very, very good job of second half adjustments. But I've, you've never really seen Zach, at least in the public view, at least to me, really get on his guys or show his frustration or show his anger. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, some that's how some coaches coach like, I mean, Nick Saban, he's got national championships, you know, from here to Tim Buck too. And uh, you see, you see his, you know, when he gets frustrated, he gets, he gets all the emotions out and he, he gets angry and he gets mad. Uh, you really don't see that out of Zach Taylor. And, and, you know, it's a different style. It's a different style of coaching. It, it's, it's not, there's not one that's better than the other. Uh, but you really saw that at the half, 
We saw Zach Taylor's frustration. We had penalty after penalty that set us back. Uh, we weren't pl- we just weren't playing up to par. On top of that, you really saw him. He 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 made a mention of it. He just said he said we we were killing ourselves, shooting ourselves in the foot, and he knew that we should be dominating that game. And then the second half, that's exactly what we did. So that being said, took care of business. All right, done with Detroit. Moving on to Baltimore. Probably going to be. It's definitely the most important game that we've had so far. It's another divisional game. It's a chance to go up two and zero in the AFC North. And not only that, two and zero in the AFC North, two wins that or away games. Like we won at Pittsburgh, and now if we steal one here on Sunday, uh, it's it's going to be one in Baltimore. So that takes away two of probably your hardest games on the schedule. Dari takes them out, and you're already up 2-0. And I, I don't know how much. I, and, and Cleveland is just so banked up, and, and they play tonight. And Cleveland's so banged up. Pittsburgh is just not not there anymore. I mean, they're just not very good. Um, and their their quarterback is just not not what he is or what he used to be, obviously. Um, but so this is a this is a big chance. And, and this this goes beyond just this Sunday. If you win, now you're looking at five and two, you're looking at two and oh in division. We're looking at an AFC North title here. Because we all kind of thought that. Well, as Bengals fans, we knew that this team was going to overachieve. We, we knew that the line at six, uh, Vegas had the Bengals at uh, six wins. We knew it was at least going to either push or go over. Um, I had them, I had them going over at seven and 10. I, I thought seven and 10. Okay, we see seven and 10. They, they're definitely improving. Uh, but now the expectations changed. It, it, it's way changed, especially after the way that they're playing, the way that they're going about their business, too. You just hear how, how they talk and how they are around each other. And they talk about how great that locker room is. And again, that's a lot of credit to Zach Taylor and a lot of credit to that coaching staff for through a, a two win season and a four win season. Now you've got a team of your guys all sticking together and everything. And right now you've got four wins and we're in October. It's foreign. You're foreign too. That's a great start. And that's a, that's a something that, Zach Taylor deserves credit for it. And we, we talk about it. I talk about it quite a bit is that my goodness, like Zach Taylor gets so much flack all the time uh, for, you know, whatever it is, play calling, inability to be a head coach, time management, you name it. But when he gets things right, people tend to not compliment him or it's, it's like a sin to compliment Zach Taylor compliment him. Like he, he's kept this locker room together. This team really likes playing for Zach Taylor. You can tell. Uh, I mean, Ed, there's no better, you know, play to describe exactly how this team feels about each other is that Joe Mixon touchdown where Jamar Chase sprinted out, went with him, got the key block at the very end, and Joe Mixon got into the end zone. And, and you know, it, when I watched it, I got, like, goosebumps. Like, okay, this team is different. This is different than I've seen through Marvin – this is different than I've seen in the past couple of years. We got all these guys, old guys out. We got these new guys, new guys in, and they're hungry. They want to win. They know nothing but winning. See, that's one thing that I always preach on in the draft. Uh, is is an underestimated or uh, underrated stat is your wins. How much do you win? These guys, we've got winners on our team you got joe burrow who was arguably on one of the best college football teams of all time you got jamar chase same exact deal same team you got c higgins went to clemson i'm pretty sure he has a ring a lot of winning joe mixon oklahoma a lot of winning 
There's a lot of Tyler Boyd, Pittsburgh, solid program, but you know, they, they, they won their fair share, but the, your toughness, uh, but, but that's a, an underrated stat that we, we have to see. There's a lot of winning. This team's got a lot of winning, so they know how to, um, I think that's why they attack so many players in free agency that have seen winning. I mean, uh, you know, Trey Hendrickson, when he was on the Saints, when the Saints were really good, he was on those teams. Von Bell, same deal. Um, just a, a lot of guys that that, kn- that know how to win. So that being said, um, one thing that you got to give credit for to Zach Taylor, I'm going to bring that all the way back, is the ability to keep this locker room together and, and build a winning culture and build a culture where going on the road and decimating a, an inferior opponent is the expectation. It's not, it should not be a surprise that we went out there and we did those, those things, those things, those felonies to Detroit. It, it should, it's, it's expected. That's exactly what we are supposed to do as a good team playing a bad team. You're supposed to blow them out. And they did that. Uh, I keep saying that I'm not going to bring it back to Detroit, but I keep bringing it back to Detroit. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So moving on. So we got Baltimore, Baltimore last week had a, Phenomenal game at home against a Chargers team that everybody thought were world beaters, and they made them look like a JV team. I mean, Baltimore decimated them. Chargers going to go anything, get anything done on offense. And uh, but the thing is, is what what you what you saw is a lot of the Ravens running offense just just going off, and there was a lot of uh, you know ground game going. And once the Ravens, excuse me, once the Ravens got going. There was no stopping them. It, it was just it was just continual and continual. And then the Chargers just couldn't catch back up. They became one dimensional. They they had to throw the ball a ton. Uh, they couldn't even get anything going on the ground for them. They were going for it uh, multiple times where it worked against Cleveland, but did not work against Baltimore. Which is telling, by the way. It's telling that the Chargers were able to move that on Cleveland and not Baltimore. Uh, so take that as you may. Uh, but but then and then at by the you know by the halfway through the fourth quarter the game was over, uh, so Ravens are a very talented team. We've seen them be incredible. We've seen Lamar Jackson be incredible. We also see them be very beatable. We watched them against the Colts for three quarters of that game. They looked terrible. They they looked like the Bengals could walk in there and easily smack them until Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson went God mode. I almost said LeBron James. Lamar Jackson went LeBron James mode and and just just house the all of Indianapolis. They just did. They just took him to the woodshed or he just took him to the woodshed. And, and it, it was, it is something to see. And, you know, but now you start to think, now I started to think about it. Pretty much a lot of this offense is Lamar Jackson. It's exactly what it is. You, you stop him. I mean, they got a couple other guys that can make some plays. The running backs aren't terrible, but they're also not great. I mean, Le'Veon Bell's not bad, but he's not great either. Uh, they don't really have a superstar wide receiver. Uh, they have, they do have a really good defense. I will say that they have a really good defense, and that is a defense that sent Joe Burrow into a spin cycle last year uh, with a blitz, and it felt like that like it looked like we've never even seen a blitz a day in our lives. But that being said, um, this is a team that, that that's good. But I do think that this game is this game is winnable, and I do think the Bengals can go in and win. I mean, they're less than a touchdown favorite. I believe the line's at three and a half uh, in uh, favor of Baltimore, and uh, 
being uh, under a touchdown favorite that really really that really shows that okay even Vegas is believing that the Bengals can go in there and, and win and, and it's like for me like if it's if it's under five like under five points that Vegas has it at it can go 50 50 it can really go either way and, and if, it, if it's at three and a half like that's 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 much bigger so or uh, much smaller so um I, I really think that this Bengals team is is good enough and they're capable enough. They can walk into Baltimore and, and get it done. What has to happen though is I mean, it's 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 plain and simple. You gotta stop Lamar. You, that's all you gotta do. Not all you gotta do. Sorry, misspoke there. That's a lot of what you have to do. And then after that, you gotta play really good D. You got you gotta guard everybody up, you gotta play them straight up, and you can't slip up. You gotta execute. Uh, when you're going to get, but here's the thing. Here, here's what's really giving me hope about the Bengals versus Lamar Jackson. This team, for two years, drafted specifically to stop Lamar. Free agency wise, they did that exact thing to stop Lamar. You've seen uh, Trey Hendrickson just absolutely dominate on this on the uh, on his side of the of the defensive line. He's able to hang, hunker down. He's able to force everything back inside, and that's what you got to do with Lamar. He's still dangerous on the inside. I'm not saying that, but if you're able to push him in and into the teeth of the defense, our linebackers like Logan Wilson, who is, again, somebody that we drafted to stop Lamar, somebody that is very, very good in open field tackling, something that Nick Vigil wasn't, and that's why Nick Vigil is all over Lamar Jackson's highlight reel. At any rate, um, so that's that's one of the things that this defense has to do. You got to hunker down, and the and really, this is going to be one of the really the greatest battles uh, that Sunday is going to have to offer. It's going to be the best part about the Bengals, which I believe is their run defense. They've held every running back they've uh, played against under 100 yards, except for Aaron Jones. And the only reason that Aaron Jones had over 100 yards is because Aaron Jones broke a 60 yarder uh, in overtime. And if if the Bengals can keep from that, if they can keep Lamar from doing that and they can hit him and hit him hard, this defense is going to have a really, really good day. you got to be able to force – I mean, you got to force him to throw. He's dangerous as a pocket presence. He's dangerous as a passer. He's got, a, he's got quite the arm. He's, he's an all-around athlete. That's why he was MVP um, a couple of years ago. That's exactly why, because he is that good. That being said, still beat him. On the offensive side of the ball, the Bengals cannot get flustered by blitzes. Like, this is something that everybody does. And the Ravens do it. I believe they do it more than anybody else in the NFL. I don't have the exact numbers on me right now, but I believe that they do it more than anybody else in the NFL. What the Bengals got to do is misdirection. They got to be creative. They cannot be predictable. If you're predictable, we're already done. If the Ravens know exactly what we're doing right before the – snap of the ball because we're giving it away on our looks or we don't have a, we don't have Jamar Chase out there for that constant deep threat pressure or we don't have Tyler Boyd out there where we can do a play action quick dump off to him for five or six yards for a first down if we need it on a, on a third and five or six and uh, you can't be predictable if you're predictable we're done that's it plain and simple uh, we won't be able to move the ball Joe Burrow will have to be forced to throw a lot of passes that he can't make or that, and then he'll keep getting sacked. So can't do it. Got to roll him out. Got to, got to get him moving. 
Another thing on the offensive side of the ball is that we've got to establish we got to establish a ground game. We got to be able to get this defensive line on their heels. We got to be able to get these linebackers on their heels. Got to be able to just keep them keep you know keep pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. It's a, they they got to the Bengals got to have those rip your the soul out of the defense types of drives. That's what really kills the defense, and that what keeps them from blitzing or blitzing as hard as they can because they're just getting driven on on 10 play, 11 play, 12 play drives. They end up in a touchdown or at least end up in points. So that's what the Bengals got to do on that on that side of the ball and, and during, in the run game. And then on top of that, I, we can't can't miss kicks. You can't leave points out on the board. You can't have a turnover. These special teams is going to be very very important. I would love to see Brandon Wilson break one off for a touchdown. I think that I think if he does that, we got a really good chance of winning. Um, I think if, if, if you can do that, we can win. This game is definitely not not out of the out of reach for the Bengals. I think they can go in there and win. I, I really do. I, I really do. But here's the thing: I Baltimore's not a bad team. That that's how highly I do think of the Bengals. I think Baltimore is definitely a playoff team. I, I think we are too. I think that this team could could go in there and win. So now let's. So now that like. We kind of talked about the game. Let's talk about what that means in the overall landscape of the NFL. So the Bengals right now, our power rankings are at number ten or eleven. We had we're usually around there most of uh, um, the the power rankings around the you know, Twitterverse or what have, what have you. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, like I said before, you get a win here. You're two and zero, and not only that, you're two and zero. Not even at your stadium. You haven't even played a division divisional game at Paul Brown Stadium yet, and you're already up to nothing. And with a league like this, with Cleveland absolutely sputtering, if they play tonight, if they take a loss, that that's another big loss. They go three and four. That is a long way that the Browns got to go from three and four to five and two with a quarterback that has a torn labrum. Thank God that the Browns chose not to play Baker Mayfield tonight because. Baker Mayfield would get absolutely blistered, and he would not need surgery at the end of the year. He would need it tomorrow. I mean, he gets hit every single game, and man, he 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 looks injured. He looks injured every time, and that that's that's one thing that I said. Everybody wants to talk about how the Bengals were going to get Joe Burrow killed. The Browns are already killing Baker Mayfield. Killing. Him. He's getting hit all the time. I'm pretty sure he's sacked more too. Um, just just blistered and blistered and i i don't know how he stays upright i mean he came out in a sling to his press conference that's a bad look that's a real bad look and then the coaching staff was like we're gonna leave it up to him man if i was a coaching staff it'd be no you're sitting case keenum get in there but anyway browns are injury riddled steals aren't just aren't that good they're not that talented this year you can really make some headway here you can get two, two and zero, oh, and one game up against Baltimore, and you have the head-to-head in the AFC North. You can make a lot of you can make a lot of noise, and then just like that, just like that, you go from a lot of people had the Bengals picking fifth next year. You go from that to winning the AFC North, and just like that, we're not talking about what draft pick we got. We're not talking about meeting expectations. We're not talking about possibly you know going over five hundred. We're talking about getting into the playoffs. We're talking about winning games. We're talking about getting into the Super Bowl. It's a long way to go. It's a lot. I mean, and the AFC North runs through Baltimore. It'll be one o'clock at Baltimore. Uh, 
I'm not doing anything special for the game right as of right now. I know Strawberry Ice has got a, uh, a watch party going for it. If you want information on that, please go over to his Twitter. Uh, my name is Josh Miller. You can follow me at Josh Miller 1346. And this is the Back Row Bengals podcast. A lot is going on for this podcast. I'm so excited to announce it, but it's it's just not here yet. I, I don't want to you know ruin the surprise. It, it'll come out. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please uh, like, follow, subscribe, everything. Share with your friends, too. Uh, jump on the bandwagon because uh, the bandwagon is getting full, getting full. All right, guys, let's have a good one. Let's go. Uh, let's go beat the rat birds on Sunday. Go beat the rat birds. All right. I'll see y'all. Peace.